Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. We are back with our coverage of Apple TV Plus's newest sci-fi TV show, Silo. I am your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler. If you're listening from our dedicated silo feed, then welcome to Benchtown TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated silo feed to make it super easy for you all to follow along with us week to week. So please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching silo, then you found our silo feed. But please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Benchtown TV because we have seven hosts who've covered almost 75 different TV shows with over 350 plus episodes. So we're sure we've covered something you guys would love. Right now, we're finishing up with Yellow Jackets and Succession. A few weeks ago, Kathleen and Tyler just did a midseason review of Barry, and now they're coming back for their finale of Barry. We also finished up Mando, and now we have some Silo. So we've been pretty busy, and we want you guys to come along for the ride, so please hit that subscribe button. But anyway, guys, we're here. Episode 5, The Janitor's Boy, is that what it's called, Timani? What do you think of the episode? I like this episode. Um, started to get some, some action involved. Now... For our dedicated listeners, we've been playing, you know, the <laughs> common versus Tim Robbins meter. But I will say I got to I got to hold my L on this one because this one was more common focused. But I thought common who, again, I'm trying to drop names. So I'm going to go with Sims moving forward. This was uh, a Sim centric episode. Sims was the janitor's boy. I had thought from the description that it would be Paul Billings, but it was more on Sims and Sims had a pretty long, like monologue. Dis- yeah. His, his yeah. monologue God, And I thought he killed it. And to me, that was one of the more shocking parts of the episode. I think it's easy to see in hindsight, but we're right at the point where is Doug Trumbull going to become like a main character and the attack dog of judicial, a.k.a. janitorial, and they just kill him off. But I actually thought it was really well done. Um, and I have to hand it to uh, to Common, who I thought had his best episode of the series. What do you think, Jim? I agree. I agree. And again, we hope you guys are following us from episode one. But if you're just finding this episode via the Reddit, via the search, Facebook groups, our game of the season, Common versus Tim Robbins. Again, we always like to say no offense to Common, but we say that Tim Robbins here is one of the goats. If we have a TV show where we want as much Tim Robbins as we can get. You start leaning towards Tim Robbins. We're we're doing good. We're riding high. If we start leaning more towards Common, we might have a problem. And I mean, one over the other. But like Tyler said, this was a common centric episode, meaning a sim centric episode. And and he he did very, very well. I thought so. I mean, I have seen on the Reddit, on some of the Facebook groups, people didn't really like his acting. I mean, I, I don't I didn't have a problem. I didn't have any problems this episode with his character or his acting. They didn't like his acting in episode five. Yeah, they, I think that it's just in general. I think people are just generalizing now, kind of like we what we've been doing where it's, you know, it's common. It's not Tim Robbins, well, so it must not be great. 
Yeah. And that's look for me, at least I can't say that I watch all of the movies and shows that Common's been in because he has been becoming a pretty well-known actor, but from his John Wick three and a lot of these different things, he's known to be more of the monotoned like action star. Right. So you're not really looking for the cinematic, you know, emotional scenes from him. But I got to say, I thought I thought he showed range in his conversation with uh, with Doug before pushing him off the balcony. Yeah. And I thought it was a cool scene. And I really started to lean that, oh, wow, the show is pushing Sims to be much more of the villain than they're pushing Bernard, who is played right by now. Tim Robbins. Yeah. Is that what they want us to do, Jim? Yeah. I think they're trying to I think they're trying to lull us to sleep. Tim yeah. Robbins is just getting shitty with with the mayor's yeah. liquor. But I think that's purposeful. Dude, guy loves the party, man. But I did find the Sim centric episode to be intriguing. Yeah. Um, and really did enjoy his monologue in this episode. So some pieces of this episode. We talked at the end of last podcast about, oh, man, what's going to happen to Coach Yost? Yeah. And we didn't have to wait long to see the Coach Yost got his head bashed in. Okay, Deputy Marnes. Yeah, Deputy Marnes. His head was bashed in. I did like that they showed us pretty quickly that Doug Tremble, yeah. the character that did it, um, they did reveal him to us. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like this big mystery of not knowing who that was. But this gave us a chance to, A, finally get Paul Billings in there. They've yep. been talking about Paul Billings since the first episode. And now Paul Billings gets in, starts freaking nerd, man. He's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> is the, is, are we meant to? I don't know if they said this before, but are we meant to believe that he used to be the shadow of Sims? Is that? what we're supposed to believe. I don't know. I know that obviously he was like, really, you're going to pick Doug as your shadow and that whole thing. I don't know if he was supposed to be Sims shadow. And I don't know what the rules are. If you could just be like, Hey, you're not my shadow anymore. I think he was just part of judicial and he's like the nerd guy who's like, really, you're going to pick the brute to be your shadow. Even though, I mean, technically that's kind of what Sims is, is showing to be too, like the enforcer. But Again, this episode kind of is showing that he's going to be more intellectual in the way that he performs whatever he's doing behind the scenes, similar to if it's Bernard that we're going to be right and he ends up being bad as well. You know, Sims probably won't just be an enforcer like we expected. And as long as Common continues to show us this range, I'm fine with the game starting to be a little bit more even Common versus Bernard or Common versus uh, Tim Robbins. I mean, no matter what, I don't care. It's even if it's against most people, I want Tim Robbins to be winning this game. (laughs) So for our sake, I hope Tim Robbins ends up being the big bad, just like we were guessing. But I don't know. I I think Paul Billings was just the nerd who was like, really, you're going to pick this dude as your shadow. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It kind of made it seem like he used to be Sim shadow because right when he gets the call up to deputy Sims is now interviewing new shadows, but either way we finally met Paul Billings. He wasn't very devious. We know he's got, you know, a family, Um, but he's kind of along for the ride right now. And he is 
trying to prove himself to Juliet and trying to win her trust, which mm-hmm. she says very clearly at the end of the episode, you know, I trust you as much as you trust me. Right. Um, right. But we get another chance to see detective Juliet Nichols. Yes. Bring into action. And we're learning now through two episodes that she is good at this, right? Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. notices the picture is missing right away on Marn's wall. And she's smart enough to circumvent the rules, whatever it be, and figure out, oh, wow, they're trying to potentially frame Patrick Kennedy. Right. And she's able to kind of figure out that loop, turn it, and catch Doug Trumbull in the act. And that's what ultimately is his downfall. Now, Jim, when it comes to Juliet and some of her moves in this episode, when is she going to put some fucking water on those goddamn plants in front of the mirror? <laughs> what is going on? She oh, just, my goodness. She finds George's file in the secret hiding spot. And she's <laughs> like, well, why should I do this other thing? Like, come on. And then yeah. even when she goes down, uh, Walker's like, did you find the hard drive? She's like, still haven't found it yet. It's yeah. just a file. It's like, no other clues. No why don't you do the other fucking follow. thing that he told you to do? I, yeah. I mean, look, she has almost killed this episode. She's solving murders. But it was, it was funny to me that I'm like, how much longer are we going to go before yeah. she gets some goddamn water in this plant? I mean, come yeah. on. I agree. I think what they want us to realize is that, hey, she opened the file. Boom. Marnes is dead. Then it's now I have to race against the clock to figure out how to make sure judicial doesn't have somebody else take the fall and blah, 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 blah. blah, And I don't have time. But really, in our heads, we know there's time. And we're just sitting there with this thing in the back of our head like, God damn it. Holson told you to do something. You need to take care of it. I mean, literally just freaking what are the plants for two seconds? See what happens. (laughs) Yeah, like let's have. Let's prioritize some of these. There's a lot of threads loose in the air. I get it, but let's prioritize some of these. And the unlikely ally that she gained in this episode was the EA Sandy, who doesn't like her, but ultimately is the one that helps her understand the distrust at the top levels for judicial. And that ultimately is what leads her down the path to realize that Patrick Kennedy is going to be framed. Right. Another flex that this episode did, which I think is whenever you can hit it off, it's really good. They didn't have the opening scene credits until 15 minutes into this episode. They didn't. (laughs) Now we're also starting to see from the funeral a what that gives us is a little bit of an additional look into the culture of the silo, right? Mm-hmm. Tim mm-hmm. Robbins is wearing some type of decorative. His chain was yeah. hanging low and it wobbled He's... to the flow. Yeah. Um, so there's some type of, you know, there's some type religion. of religion uh, in yeah. there. Right. But the thing that I thought was interesting was this. The last piece that Bernard says is death into life and takes a bite out of an apple, throws mm-hmm. it in and everybody starts doing it. If you recall, in the first episode, when Allison cuts her birth control out, what is the, it's a paring knife that she used with an apple sitting next to it. So mm. from an agricultural standpoint, 
it seems like apples is one of the main things that they're growing down there. Right. right? Um, they must have a lot of them if they're going to waste five million of them taking a bite and throwing into the yeah into the yeah. grave. And they're so this idea of death into life. I feel like the more we go through. And I do think we're on to something, you and I, in terms of logic and the conspiracy of the silo maybe being more like of a test or something to that to that mm -hmm, standpoint. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the death into life piece, it's ironic or not ironic that Bernard throws it in because that is the logic of, you know, if you're if someone passes away and you're trying to rationalize it to yourself. The logic is putting them into the ground, letting them feed the ground that can then become the plants. Right. Um, I was watching with my wife and right when the funeral started, she's like, that's a shallow grave. And then when you see the apples coming in, you're like, OK, it actually makes that's by design that they're right to decompose them and whatnot. Exactly. Um, but I thought the funeral was well done. Uh, they they gave us the the in the trailer the two so that's how we knew yeah. that's how we knew Marnes was was done i actually um, never watched the trailer still i haven't seen the trailer for episode six so you can enlighten me if it matters for when we talk theories or anything later the but only yeah. thing that's really hanging out from the trailer is there's going to be a riot which we're already sensing like the civil right. unrest that's existing in the silo which makes total sense and there is a scene where she's like running through some type of like farm situation and gets tackled. So again, that those are the those are the only two things. So that was the yeah. only like major thing that I I got from the trailer. And I'm a trailer boy, as everybody knows. So I know you are, dude. boy. How do you think you'd fare in a race to the top? Not too good, Tyler. Not too good. We already know that I have weak calves, okay? Old man calves <laughs> on the on these legs of mine. I'm top-heavy, Timani. It's just not going to work out. I'm a weightlifter who has no wind, okay? He does, I can't do it. <laughs> you don't want to do the race. Can't do top. it. Can't do it. Tyler, you used to have a sub-six mile, so you could you could get back to that and, and take care of it, Yeah, right? that was about... Uh... 17 years and 1,700 beers ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could get back to it, man. All you got to do is be stuck in a silo where we don't know anything about how shitty the actual alcohol they have is, except they keep saying how um, the stuff before, what do they call it before? Um, the before the times? founding. Oh, the, yeah, the before times. Yeah. Yeah. That's the real alcohol and whatever they're making now is some shitty moonshine, probably. <laughs> probably from like a Apple you know, yeah. compost and whatnot. Apple cider. That eh, might not be too bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little spike cider in the side. Yeah, spike cider. Um, yeah, yeah, so no, all I was going to say is I think that it's a great point that you made last episode where you said, well, actually, I said, oh, that's weird that they're really going to show two of the bodies already when it could be a mystery of like what happened to Marnes. And you were like, well, maybe it's just we know that they're going to be dead and it's not a big deal. It's just like Holson and Allison. We haven't had it pop yet. Things are starting to build and things have, have come to fruition, but we haven't had the pop that we thought was going to happen. And for all we know, I mean, I know that this is a long book series. I didn't get too into anything about it because I don't want to get spoiled by anything, but I know it's a long book series. So this could be still the prologue. I think you were right when Juliet becomes the sheriff. That's really when the story should start. That's technically when the story starts. But Marnes, 
sadly enough, Morns and the mayor might not be that big of a deal in the overarching story for the rest of this entire story. And without reading the books either and waiting, it's tough because I really do want to read them. But I've yeah. you know, five more weeks and then I can read the books. It is interesting that from what I understand, Wool, the first book, which is a short story, is essentially all about Holson and Allison. It's, oh, okay. okay. And then Juliet is introduced as the main character when the series started and it really started getting going. Okay. So with that being said, it's one of those deals where they need to get to this point where the mayor, you know, at least in the interim, is Bernard. Paul Billings is installed as deputy and the sheriff is is Juliet. And mm-hmm. rather than just rush and get us to that really quickly, they they did develop those characters that are lost that o- open those positions up for our main characters to take them. Mm-hmm. And with five episodes now in the chamber, so we're halfway through season one, it's been a lot more effective to me because I right now, for example, like have more of an understanding of how important the sheriff is because of what they set out the first two episodes right. showing us with Holston's impact on, on the silo and even small things like they have Hank from the down deep. And he's like, I became a lawman because of Holston. So these are the types of things that a TV series rather than a movie afford you is the ability to right. add these characters in, learn with them, grow with them. But we are at this point now, you know, going into episode five or episode six, where it's like, okay, we took a half of the first season to really develop these characters, get them all in the right spot and set up a lot of loose ends lost style. Right now it's boom, boom, boom. I have a feeling that we've almost lit the match to a point where this episode ends with Juliet saying, the only way I can bring George Wilkins to more of the forefront is to give them some bait. And mm-hmm. she pulls out the Pez dispenser as the perfect relic to kind of start that. And I right. have a feeling that once that starts, that fuse is going to start going down. And that's kind of like we've almost gotten to the top. And now we're right. going to start riding the wave down of all of these things getting solved. I agree. I think that we were thinking we were at the top at episode four but we're just an episode late. So, or I guess we were an episode early thinking five is when it's going to start going on the downturn. But I think that five was effective for a little bit more of a push towards the top. Like you said, adding a little bit more of the tension, introducing us to Paul Billings, showing us the janitor's closet, adding that mystery, giving us actually a little bit more of Sims where we care more about him as the villain for now, until we find out if Bernard's actually going to be the villain. Um, Also, like you said, the relic, we got some more from Succession Mama, where that with the pact gave yeah, us those Walker. two big things from the pact. Walker gave <laughs> us some big Yeah, she gave us some. You were uh, you were one episode early, Jim. You were the one that just you were calling out like, Why the hell aren't there any elevators in here? Which yeah. is so funny that like I don't even think about. Yeah, and then she's yeah. like, the pact says no elevators. So yeah, sorry, keep going, but I thought that yeah. was that was interesting. So I do think that they were effective at at one more episode of pushing a little bit further to the top. And now we're getting ready to to start with the freaking joyride. And even Lucas, I thought his 
scene was a lot better. And obviously yeah. it added more to to the mystery. And and we'll get to that when we want to talk about our theories and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode as another not even slow burn. I'm not going to say it's a slow burn, but just another little bit of a getting it ready, getting it ready, getting it ready. But I'm telling you right now, Tyler, if she doesn't water those damn plants in episode six, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> we're going to have such a problem. I want to just quickly rattle off a couple of additional facts that we learned in this episode. Okay. okay. Um, I'll say another thing that is kind of embarrassing, but it was confusing me until very recently. So, my wife uh, started watching Silo, which has been great because it gives me I obviously like watch it a, one or two times before we do our podcast so I can take notes. But it's also interesting that she started at the beginning and I was watching the first episode, like really knowing what's going on. Right. She has a great eye as well. She called out in the first episode. There's a blanket on the wall for Holson and Allison that says the date that they were that their wedding or when they were married, which mm -hmm. you would expect. And the inclination is that it's like 2130, which makes sense. If you think about the relics, the hard drives and things like that, it almost these are things that act like they're from like the 90s. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But I thought right. that was pretty an interesting observation by her. We've we kind of could guess that, but it does seem like if we do figure out the conspiracy behind the silo. Maybe there's alternate timeline, world building, sci-fi type stuff that takes us back to, you know, a seminal event in 1990. Um, mm -hmm. So what I why I brought that up is the levels kept confusing me because my mind was going that the top floor was 144 and the bottom floor was one. Yeah. And it took me until she was rewatching it to be like, oh, the bottom floor is 144. Because I kept going like, so wait, when she was a little girl, she's on 65 giving the scraps. And now when she's the sheriff, she's on 20. She's getting lower. I don't know why my mind couldn't like conceptualize yeah, no. that that's the way it works. But I bring that up because we saw an older gentleman who was shaking his hand. Yeah. He said he was on 62 getting tests. So 62, you're, you know, in the mids, essentially, not exact middle, but you're in the mids. And then Jules kind of writes him off and says he clearly has the syndrome. Yeah. If we mm -hmm. didn't need another mystery <laughs> to come into this show. I know. Now there's I a know. syndrome. What do you think the syndrome is, Jim? I don't know, because last episode, I forgot to bring this up. There was a sign on the wall. And I think we saw it again in this episode, but there was a sign on the wall saying the syndrome and mm, it tells you what it tells you what the symptoms are. And let me actually pull that up. The sign says the syndrome. Do you know the signs? It says, number one, involuntary twitching in the is the first sign. It's hard to read, actually, but I'm going to try again. Hold on. Involuntary twitching is the first sign moving quickly to shaking of the extremities, a flashing of pain and muscle something. In, and then it says if untreated infection. Uh, will reach the brain, resulting in reduced cogn cognitive function, and finally a shutdown of the entire nervous system. So here's my two guesses, Tyler. My logical guess here is like tetanus or something, because that's obviously you know mechanical, and, and I think they're talking more about people getting it from lower down. So mechanical, the scraps, things like that. I don't know if tetanus shots exist at this point. You know, I know that when you have 
tetanus, it is like the involuntary twitching. Your your body kind of seizes up, things like that. Don't know much about otherwise. Now, the other thing, Tyler, I don't know if uh, people are getting syphilis down there, but... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm Is pretty it sure that's what you're going. Uh, yeah, with? yeah. Like you look it up. If you look up syphilis, um, it, it, that shit goes to your brain, man. I, so I, I don't know, dude. I, I think it could be, uh, it could be syphilis. Oh, I don't know if they have WebMD down in the yeah. down in the deep. I was actually going with potentially the syndrome being like a slower version of what happens to outside. the people that went outside. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And that would be if there was like some if you were exposed to something that right. is what is in the air. I, we intentionally don't have a lot of information on it, um, but I do want to give a shout to the Reddit to the Reddit sickos out there with us that are decoding signs on the wall. That's what we need in this. That's yep. what we need more of in this pod. So keep that coming, please. And the last thing in this episode, I'm already holding an L for common coming through and having a pretty solid episode but now i gotta hold another l because we saw judge meadows jim yeah we did and that is not tim robbins with a wig on and then it's not, not gene an smart AI. it's not gene smart it's not helen mirren and it's not a supercomputer so <laughs> god damn it yeah. <laughs> they, they totally but it was interesting because now sandy tells Juliet, hey, all judicial cares about is order. They don't care about the truth. And very quickly, you only see Judge Meadows for a second, but she's essentially saying, you know, hey, Doug Trumbull, guy's a piece of shit. He's the murderer. Put it under We the got rug. our guy. That's don't it. look at it. Yeah, yep. so really that was pushing forward the narrative. And the last thing tied to judicial in that same vein is that common sims rather says to doug trumbull you really fucked up with george wilkins yep so now we know judicial had george wilkins killed which yeah. you would assume is trumbull and it's i think purposeful that trumbull dies the same way as george wilkins did mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I, I think that they were very effective we made fun of them last episode because they showed us doug and we were like who the hell is this freaking guy and we were like, what are they going to do with this? It's going to make that worth anything. And I do think that it's the perfect way of doing it. Show us who he is. Let us know that he's one of their brutes, one of their security guys. Give us a little narrative with him for one episode. Make us realize he's a POS and then have a shock ending where he gets pushed off the edge. I mean, he had a nice fight with Jules. I mean, that was yeah, good scene. Yeah. And, and we don't need to have the whole thing where he ends up being the shadow and we're like, oh, you know, I think that they effectively took care of that question that we had for episode four when it came to to the the guy the guy that yeah, killed like, Marn. i still didn't i don't think they needed to have you know it would have been cool i i can say it would have been cool if they would have shown us him like standing with sims before so like you kind of were still surprised by who was trying to kill marns but put her under the bridge i mean look we're at this point so we're at the mid-season um a lot of questions hanging out there. So we're going to dive into a couple theories to end the podcast. But I will say to our listeners two things. One, before episode six airs, Jim and I are going to be putting together legit an Excel spreadsheet to categorize and put down 
every mystery that's existing in this show because I don't want to run through every mystery in the show every episode, but right. it will be fun to put down what we think it is, what we probably already said in this show, and then be able to track it so that we don't only look at the L's. You know, this is maybe, maybe this is me just reacting to the two L's that I'm carrying, but Timon, you had some W's and you were gloating <laughs> a couple episodes ago. Yeah, you're I think fine. I'm maybe you're a little fine. bit over 500 right now. Yeah, but you're fine. I think that'll be a really great way for us to track all of these mysteries that are hanging yeah, out there. I agree. That'll but be fun. Secondly, for those of you either tied to the podcast or you're through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever app you're doing, or those of you that are linking to it on the Reddit, linking to it on Facebook, please, if you have questions that you don't think that we've covered effectively, shout them out to us because that's part of the fun here. Yeah. If you're listening to this pod, you know that Jim and I have not read the book series yet. And with this many mysteries, we're throwing theories left and right. And we would love to have some fun conversations about what you're thinking. You know, unless you did read the books and right. you're just trying to big dog us. I don't appreciate <laughs> that. And maybe if I don't catch it in the in, right now, I will catch it in the future. So don't big <laughs> yeah. dog me. But don't big dog him. I did want to kick it to a question that we got on the Reddit thread. Jim, do you want to yeah. read that? Okay, so one of our Reddit posts that we did for our original episodes for, for one and two, and then I posted for three. So it was after the third episode. We got this, and we didn't have it in time for the recording for four. And we still have to talk about Lucas, so I think this is the per perfect time to do all of this all at once. So one of our Reddit friends, HWXBL, said, it's regarding the theory of a projection in a VR helmet, what do you think the video footage from the hard drive is if it's a projected image in the visor screens? The footage seemed to be shot by a cleaner. So... Again, we do this most episodes, but since it's our huge theory, we could just quickly, I don't know if you want me or you to do it, Tyler, but basically the deal is that our big theory is that the outside world is 100% poisoned. It looks like it actually looks when they're seeing it through the inside of the silo, through the camera, okay? The big important thing here is that they need to continue to show that to all of the 10,000 plus residents of the silo, because if not, they will constantly be saying, why can't we go outside? Why can't we go outside? What's going on out there? Why is it so shitty? Why are you telling us we can't leave? Rebellion all over the place. So what they do is when they have a situation where someone has to clean, whether it's they did something wrong or they say, I want to go outside, they put them in this suit. The suit may seem like a protective suit for a certain amount of time to the people that are inside the silo, but our theory is that it's basically a VR headset that shows the person that goes outside the green, the, the bright, sunny uh, weather, the nice birds, everything. Everything's beautiful. And because they see that, they go, oh, my gosh, I have to show everybody this. I have to prove to them that this is so good. I have to show them that this is not what they're seeing. I need to clean. I need to wipe off the camera. And they go. They wipe off the camera. The suit was never protecting them, so they die anyway. And, yep. our, and our big theory is with Holston... We don't see what happens and what he sees once he takes the visor off, okay? We have him take the visor off, and everybody in the silo goes, oh, no one's ever done that before. For all we know, he could have seen the blue skies, take the visor off, and then go, oh, shit. And then well, see and his and wife and laying on the ground and go yeah. and crawl to her and die. And a great point brought up by our listener on that Reddit thread is 
Jim has made the point before that the outside beautiful green or green scenery that they look at looks to be the same green scenery in the in episode one that George Wilkins and Allison click into, which is a file that is tied to cleaners. Yep. I don't think it's any coincidence that we learned in episode five that a janitor is the one that potentially is pulling a lot of the strings of the silo, right? right? So janitorial cleaning staff. It is interesting that those cleaners, you would imagine like janitorial in the silo is different people, different businesses. And I think the thread is, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's Sims fathers that that was his cleaning company that that's tied to or okay. what have you. But I did like where a that's our theory of the of the helmet just showing that projection. But right. the fact that Sims and a lot of the secret things happening within judicial are behind a janitorial door, it does make a lot of sense that that image, if we think it is that devious image that they're using, is tied in the file to a cleaning service. I thought that was a pretty cool and a really, you know, a lot of people don't see that it's a cleaning service when you first watch through. So that's a great, uh, great point by the listener there, but I'm definitely with you, but I'm tying that cleaner. I'm tying that cleaning service to Sims for now. Yeah. And I think, I think surface level, the other answer to this is that I have no idea how VR is created. I have the PlayStation for VR headset that I play with and you put it on and you look around and you're like, Oh shit, like I'm in the ocean or whatever. My only answer here is that the person is asking or Reddit friend is asking how, you know, the file looks like it's from a cleaner. And my guess is that they just created that file as a first person, like you're playing a first person video game and they show the same file to everybody who goes out, just like we said in the other episode. And this may, this question was asked before we brought out episode four, we released episode four and we do talk about in episode four about how, my guess is that it's the same exact file and who's to prove otherwise because they die. You don't need yeah. to show a different file every time. It could yeah. just be the same could exact just file. Be the same projection created by cleaners, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh HWXBL, thank you. We appreciate every comment. You also said some very nice things about the podcast. Really appreciate that. Just wanted to give you a shout out. Um keep us on our can... toes. You've got a good eye. This is what we yeah. need as a community. To bring to bring these questions to the forefront. Damn right. And now we have just to pivot right into the Lucas situation here. So, Tyler, you weren't too happy with Lucas in the last episode just because it was very, eh, very surface level, very like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And now he's out and it wasn't really a great reason for us to care about him. But this one is showing us even more. It is hammering down that he is questioning the silo. And you said last episode that that was our surface level guest. I mean, that's the point of him. He's questioning everything. He's out there looking outside and he wants to know what's out there. So in this episode, we dive deeper into that with him and we see that he's drawing and he's, and he's basically being an astronomer without even realizing yeah, what the hell stars an are. Astronomer. So he's actually, if we're right, he's actually seeing real stars because what he's seeing isn't the VR headset. He's seeing what's actually outside. And the silo, as far as we know, just like when it comes to like they don't know how to swim and things like that, if they don't learn in whatever school system they have what stars are, then they don't know what stars are. And 
we saw from Walker when Jules goes and talks to her, she says it's pretty shitty the camera down here so we don't even see the lights twinkling and things like that you know jewel says like if you go up it's better quality you could see the lights and lucas is saying what are these damn lights and he's seeing that over time you know as the earth does its damn thing we're seeing constellations and she sees like what was it a w i think it was or yeah well this subsequently made me really mad that i didn't pay better attention all those times when i was in we were in elementary school and we went to the planetarium (laughs) and b my wife again crushed it because w is the that's the constellation for cassiopeia oh okay cassiopeia just from doing a quick google when my wife said that um is said to represent the queen sitting on her throne. Mm. So the judge you, is a queen. So man. that is, so there's two ways to look at it, right? Because a, they don't know what constellations are, which to your point with water and the same things we've seen. Very cool. Um, so maybe the constellations are going around and Lucas is the first ever astronomer, but right. if he is only seeing the Cassiopeia constellation in different locations every time. And this is more of like, you know, a sci-fi type of, you know, there may be an experiment or things we talked about in the first, in the first episode after the pilot, it would be uh, kind, subliminal message. It would be kind of subliminal messaging and mm. smacking them in the face to be like, the queen is sitting on her throne. That's all you fucking see. People Damn. That's pretty crazy because when he had it mapped out, they quickly show you his scribble and it's him showing Cassiopeia moving around like they are on a planet. Right. 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 But they're only looking at that one constellation. And it is interesting that that is Cassiopeia is a very famous constellation for that throne. If it's Um, not the Big Dipper, dude, I don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was not the that's big, cool because don't you remember e- like eh, eh, andromeda <laughs> i started just going down memory orion's lane, belt I, dude <laughs> that's from men in black go. though there we go <laughs> but i think that's really cool whether it is them within the show doing the subliminal messaging or the directors and the showrunners deciding to just give us a little easter egg just showing that either way i think that's your wife my girl, who I don't have to call your wife, Brenna, <laughs> um, nailed it. That is that is really cool. I like that a lot. And this also proves the point that if we're looking at a VR situation for the visor, when it's the blue skies and everything, and we keep seeing the birds in the V formation flying behind trees, it should show you, unless you're saying it's a loop, which, you know, again, we're not... We're I'm all in on what we're saying, Tyler. Our theory, I'm all in on this right now. You can prove me well, wrong Ca- easily. Cassiopeia, but that if it I don't know what to believe, Jim. But that's I'm the wa- thing. Yeah. I'm it, wavering it, now. You can say that that is VR and that's a loop that they just keep playing. And he's proving the loop. He's not proving that he's an astronomer. He's proving the loop. What would matter to me is if they have this conversation and he says like Every like whatever it is, couple months or I don't even know how it works, Tyler. So every couple of days, every couple of months, every couple, whatever. Then we see the W again. That would be a little different than if he's saying like every single night, you know, blah blah I blah. See the w change, you know, yeah. yeah, 
So we'll have to dive deeper into that as we get some more answers. I still think that I'm in on the VR headset situation. I, I really do like that for now. I don't think we've been given much else to prove us wrong. And to be honest, the, the entirety of the mystery of the silo hasn't really moved towards the what's outside in a little bit. It's all been on the inside. We'll get back to the outside. Protecting, yeah, protecting order at the expense of the truth. And going back to what you said about the, the truth with service, two capital T's. Yeah, <laughs> the trust, man. The trust. The trust. Trust the process. So, so we have another situation with Sandy, and we didn't talk about her too much. I honestly, she didn't do it for me. I understand where they went with her character. The whole like. I don't like you and like, I'm going to move away and wink. Like I still don't like you. And like, you know, that kind of thing. But it, it, she didn't do it for me really, to be honest. You know, I, I get where, where, what she, she was to necessary do. to move the story forward. Yeah. But yeah, I liked how she, you know, she was saying everything runs through me. You don't realize it, but I'm the, you know, I'm the admin person. I, I know what's going on. And then she's the one that drops the hint that you need to take care of this ASAP. I really liked how Jules Tyler back to what you were saying about her, just being a great sheriff and detective like she owned Billings, which we'll get into. I need to get into Billings with you a little bit more for a second. But she owned Billings and the whole situation and owned judicial where they think they have her. I mean, she's nothing to them. And she figures out a way to get to Kennedy first and catch Doug when they think they got her going somewhere totally different. You know, she says, put that warrant out for arrest for for Patrick and Billings is like, whoa, 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 wrong guy. What are you talking about? Even Sandy's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And that was cool. Now, really quick, I I thought that we should talk about the fact that she says the listeners. The guy always feel like there's people. Yeah, some Game of Thrones in. feels there. Right? Yeah, so we got the little birds and and Tyler. Like janitors would be the perfect person to just be like walking around listening, and nobody realizes they're even there. Nobody's paying attention to them. But mm -hmm. you you were saying this from early episodes that you noticed that the mayor walks outside and she doesn't go to see the judge and there's two people like looking at her and you could tell mm -hmm. like they're listening in and there's always the undertones of somebody's listening so i'm glad that they actually confirmed that judicial just has those little birds yep that are always listening in but yeah so we didn't really talk about this but we don't have to go too much into it but jules shows her skills with mechanical she she breaks into the place she finds the plant she does her damn thing just like you said she's a great detective she knows that it's fake that's where Sandy's purpose is because she already put that in her mind that they're going to try to plant something and they're going to try to get somebody, uh, frame somebody for the murder and it not really be the right person. Even though Patrick Kennedy is not a great dude, he doesn't deserve to be sent outside for no reason. We want to get the truth to who killed our boy, Coach Yost. She, yep. she, yeah, she has her mechanical skills using the using uh, the truth to, to break into the, to the lock, uh, yep. bust into that door with the little lock pick, which was really cool. Um, oh, yeah. So the other thing I want to talk to you about is this whole Billings thing. OK, so he seems like the nerd. He goes right to judicial, talks to Sims. They have a relationship. Then he goes to Jules and says he tells her about the birds. He's the one who says, you know, these little birds exist. I'm not down with them because they're not part of the pact and they don't go by the law, but they exist and you can't use them in a court of law. But, you know, it gives us some suggestions on where we should go next. And he gives the wrong name. Mm -hmm. But he also seems like he's still trying to, like, get her trust. Is he is he just going to be like the nerd who believes in the law and he's just following judicial because that's what he's always done? He's not really a bad guy. Is that what you're that's getting? The way, that's what I'm getting. Um, yeah. 
you know, from the jump with Allison having the belief that her birth control wasn't taken out, saying we're not the type of people that they want having children. Paul Billings has been put forward as the type of person they want to be sheriff because Mm -hmm. he seems like he just knows the pact. He's just a rule follower. And he goes to Sims and Sims feeds him that name. Right. So I take it as judicial knows that they can just run things through. But I do think he's going to have a bigger part to play because he's also trying to be a good person and do his job. And I think he is going to be gaining more more stock within Jules camp, which is going to make him more of an asset. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that he's part of the machine. So I think I'm with you there. I think he's kind of a blank canvas right now that we can we can see what happens with him. And let's let's talk about Bernard here. Because he took a little bit of a turn towards the seemingly Bernard's I'm getting sloppy, man. Guys, get, man. guys getting hammered. Yeah, he's he's drinking. He's drinking way too much, man. He's drinking for but two. He, but I, I I still think that he's the big bad. Like, I, I really do think that he is going to be the one that we're scared of overall for the silo. Yeah. Look, I think in a good show, it's never as clear Right. If so, and I don't ever believe that it's this whole sinister plot that Bernard is running. But right. I, I agree with you. And I'm still in the camp that I think the logic and the stats and the things that he runs are part of why the silo exists in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they're also maybe he feels justified in what he's doing and feels like it's a, you know, life into death, death into life. And it it keeps things running. But I, I think that he's behind a lot more of what's happening than we know. And yeah, right no. now, Sims is showing us his true colors as the more, quote unquote, like reasonable antagonist to the, yeah. to, the to Jules. Yeah. So he said multiple times in this episode, hopefully I only last a couple months. OK, that's a, a statement he made a few times, meaning Bernard, whatever. But. He says to Jules, he brings her in, he says, listen, you're proving me wrong. I actually want to help you out as much as I can, this and that. Now, my alarms are going off like crazy, and I'm a little annoyed that Jules goes down to Walker and is like, he trusts me, man. The guy that was just like hating me because I stole some tape, he trusts me. Now, I I get it. Like, he seemed convincing, and, and Jules is naive in a way because she's never been sheriff, but at the same time, I would be like, guy didn't like me and now he's just trying to butter me up and she's like yeah. trust me i i just feel like it was a little bit of a well, I, I think she's she believes that she's got the upper hand because she's like these people trust me and now i can manipulate them to do what mm-hmm. i want which in some ways seems to be true but to your point um she might be getting a little too big for her britches because i don't think she understands right. really what's at play behind her and that's kind of a good a good place to leave this app. And I'm really excited. Look, halfway point of the series and we've got the Pez dispenser getting broken out and we've got a forgiveness day on the horizon, which we don't know what that means. What are, it's an interesting name, right? For a whole lot of moonshine, a whole lot of apple cider forgiveness day. I'm really interested to understand like what the origins of that are, but Bernard tells her, Hey, People get fucking lit on forgiveness. Yeah, they're getting so rowdy, dude. We got a Pez dispenser, and we've got 
like a, a Penn State tailgate about to go down. Yeah. Um, My last question for you, Tyler. What do you think the reasoning is behind the magnification? Is it just so you can't read into the coding or not necessarily the coding, but the encryptions on the relics or and and I guess we didn't bring up the fact on... that the mom the mom created something that was super magnified that had to be destroyed. Yeah. And it was basically sounded like it was just like a double a double uh, magnifying glass. Yeah, it was a, it was it was like a high powered magnifying glass. Yeah. I think all I can all we can answer right now is speculative or you know, the surface level is like, think about it in the first episode, Allison and George are trying to see writing that's on like the, you know, the insides of the hard drive. And like, looks yep. like it's from a fucking library or something like, yeah. So imagine that that same thing is amplified across all of these things in the silo. You know, Brenna made the great point of like, where is all this furniture from? Where are they manufacturing the furniture that's in these people's places? And it's like, mm -hmm. If there is like little insignias and things like that on some of the manufactured goods, it would make sense that the pack doesn't want people to be able to read them. Yeah. But it's also more of a commentary on you know, what we said from the jump. When, when you're born into a set of rules, you don't typically question it. And I yeah. think for us, it's easy to say, why the fuck don't they want to have a magnifying glass? Why wouldn't you want an elevator? But <laughs> if they've been operating for 140 years now you're a third generation of people being born into you know B bernard mentions at one point that you know over half the over half the silo only knew it was under 46 years old and only knew mayor johns yeah. as their mayor so it's it's also the big brain in me is super interested in the commentary that this show is saying about what we decide to question in life and what mm -hmm. we decide to just, you know, take for granted and, and believe in what the people said, because there's a lot of things in our history as we learn seemingly every, every day, yeah. every week, um, that if we maybe would have questioned it a little bit more, things would be a little bit better right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to end the episode, Tyler. So this was episode five. We're halfway there. It's, We've got a spreadsheet building. We're at the we're at the top of the roller coaster. I really feel like it, Tyler. I think you had a great analogy there. I think we are at the very top of the roller coaster, and we're ready to just freaking go for the joy ride here. Me and, um, me and Jim have our have hands, our hands up. up, but we're <laughs> interlocked on the left and right hand. <laughs> so we're holding hands on the hands. We're holding up. hands. We're <laughs> we're a little scared. We're we're going to Six Flags. Jim is we're, tall enough to ride the ride. <laughs> I'm finally tall enough to ride all the rides, so I'm ready to do it. But guys. Episode six next week, we'll be back. Please hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the silo feed, just keep following us there. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and maybe a little special guest will be coming on very, very soon. Hit that subscribe and you'll find out. If you are not on the Binstown TV feed and you're on the silo feed, just look us up on binstowntv.com or just type in Binstown TV on any of your favorite podcast apps and you'll find us there. Like I said in the intro, we've covered so many different shows Yellow Jacket, Succession, Barry, Mando, all that is just recent, and we've been doing this for three years, so we're sure there's something that you guys would love. BenchtownTV.com. Tyler, it's been a pleasure as always. I'll see you next week. I'll see you guys all next week. We are Benchtown TV, and thank you so much for listening. Let's go. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 